podcast, everybody. Lots of stuff to recap from last week, as well as some stuff to go over for this week. A couple things I wanted to hit first. I just did a couple of uh, beer reviews that we're going to put up on Instagram here Thursday and Friday. Um, Two new beers. They were two of the ones we talked about uh, releasing last week from Evil Twin. The first one is the Even More Little Tiny Baby Jesus. Again, really thrilled that uh, some Will Ferrell movie quotes have made their way onto beer cans. Uh, a new, I think high, I don't want to call it low, a new, a new high, high bar for, uh, for Evil Twin and their names. But uh, the reason I mention them is because one, this one is an oatmeal stout, 7%, and the even more 8-pound, 6-ounce newborn infant Jesus is a milk stout at 5%. And I had a moment here. It's the first time I've gotten to try these two uh, here earlier tonight, which it's Wednesday night recording this. Uh, and I had a moment, and I love Evil Twin stouts. Uh, a lot of them are going to be pretty heavy stouts. A lot of them are going to be pastry stouts. I know not only are they known for them, um, but that's just kind of the hip style. And not just the Evil Twin stouts, but, you know, Prairie Bomb, Birthday Bomb. You know, I've gotten, I'm a huge Imperial Stout fan. And it really hit me that it's been a while since I sat down and just drank a 7% oatmeal stout. And maybe it's because we're coming full circle here in craft beer. Like, you know, oatmeal stout, when, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago was kind of the, the style of stout that was, I guess, popular. I hate to say popular, but that was, you know, one of the main mainstream style of stouts. And it just slowly progressed to where we got the pastry stouts that people were putting donuts and, and peppers and all this kind of stuff in. And maybe we're just coming full circle. I don't know. But the point is, it's been a while since I've had an oatmeal stout. And they just don't hit for me quite like the Imperials do. Both really good beers. This other one is a 5% uh, Session Milk Stout, uh, which I actually did enjoy. Both good, both well done. Uh, it's just been a while, and I don't know if they're right up my alley anymore. I have to be honest. Um, glad, I'm, you know, having said that, glad that, uh, you know, Evil Twins kind of not only broken their mold, but broken you know, the, the popular mold lately. And it's, it's something that's different and it, you have to give them credit. They do different. Well, um, anyway, just something I want to point out. It was, it's, I don't know what I was expecting, uh, but it didn't, I didn't really sit down and, and think about it going into the, to film these couple reviews that, man, this is an oatmeal stout. This can be a lot different than something we've had in a while. And, um, it was good. Not, not quite a mile. I've just become so in on it. I know that probably makes me, uh, someone that I've complained about in the past, you know, just put, uh, or that type of person anyway, but, uh, I'm big on the Imperial Stouts, not necessarily pastry, but just Imperial Stouts in general. So I wanted to mention that. And then I also wanted to talk briefly about the, uh, the platform acquisition. Everything we do here is based around craft beer, but I'm also not going to play the holier than thou card. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it here on this podcast before we had a sit down meeting with platform, Shoot, it, it has to have been a year, year and a half ago at this point. Um, basically had a crack at them coming into this market. Um, got some, uh, you know, some people said some great things about us, which is always nice. Got us the first meeting, got us the first crack. Can't, you know, you're always humbled and grateful for those people that, that say nice things, especially when they're, uh, you know, I mean, they obviously they're people in the industry, but when people in your industry are saying things like that and, and uh going out of their way to, to say nice things. It's huge. But anyway, we got the first meeting and, uh, I just wasn't really impressed. I have to be honest. Wasn't really impressed. Didn't think they had much of a direction. 
not at all impressed by any of the beer that I had then or that has since been put out. Had a meeting with them at Piper's in the middle, you know, the middle of the afternoon one day. They came into town. Uh, not overly impressed by their brew pub concept. Um, I think the beer has sucked. Um, and just haven't been impressed. I to be you know, if we're being brutally honest, to sit here and st- I couldn't tell you what ABCs in them. And that's having said all of that, no knock uh, in the fact that they got their money. Good for them. And it's it's become something in the beer industry where when people get their money and they get theirs and they have success, everybody else wants to pile on and, and say, screw you, fuck you, fuck big beer, this and that. It's just not necessary. Um, you know, any industry, I'll be the first one to tell you it's all about the product. It's about putting out good product. It's about, you know, developing a relationship with accounts and consumers and, you know, but at a certain point to sit there and knock someone for life changing money, it's just, uh, it's weird to me. And, uh, you know, in every other industry, it'd be like if, uh, you know, in football, if James Conner gets a big extension a year from now, you know, it would be like Juju Smith-Schuster or... I don't even know, you know, Baker Mayfield getting on Twitter and be like, ah, fuck James Conner. You know, I mean, I don't I don't get it. Why they, it would never happen. Uh, so it's very odd to me. And I don't think it happens in any other industry that when people get theirs, other people in the industry are salty about it. How about some positivity? How about reaching out? Good for you guys. Congrats, man. A lot of hard work. I don't particularly like their beer. I didn't get a great vibe from them. I don't know what ABC's in them. But who the hell am I? To say, you know, you got your money. And uh, I think it's very easy to knock people, um, you know, to uh, to sit here and say, ah, they shouldn't have taken the money. Screw big beer. I, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And, uh, you know, when you can, I don't know the financial terms. I don't think they were disclosed in the press release. Uh, but when you have the opportunity to set your, not only yourself up and your kids up, but generations of your family up, I'm assuming, um, you, you know, you take that opportunity and good for them. Um, so really, really happy for them. And, uh, I mean, truly, I'm not just saying that I have no reason to say that they're not in our portfolio. I don't really like their stuff if I, as I've said now, uh, but happy for them as someone who has, uh, you know, built a business from the ground up, built a business that's failed in the past. Uh, you know, I just have a lot of respect for, for what that grind takes and, uh, you know, how hard it is to find that success. So good for them. Uh, moving on to, to kind of some of our stuff. Wanted to recap a couple of things last week. The secret stash on this past Friday was probably the best one we've had so far. Uh, It was raining a little bit at about 5.15, 5.30. You know, it started at 6. And I got a couple of uh, direct messages on our Twitter account. You know, hey, if it's raining, are we still doing it? I'm like, yeah, 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 bump it inside. You know, we've got a tent. Well, not a problem. So I put out a quick video just to make sure everyone is still coming. And it got to about 6, 6 6.15. There was like two or three people there by by 6.15. And I'm standing there with Mary and our our guy who helps us out with some of our social media, Cody Baker. If you haven't seen his stuff, go online. It's killer. And if you have any type of business, you need a social media presence. And this guy is super good at what he does and not very pricey. But anyway, we're standing there about 6.15. And I'm kind of embarrassed because, like, Cody's helped us kind of with the foundation of these events. And it's the first one he stopped by at. I'm Saying, I think to myself, like, shit, man, we got three people here. 
Mary, our sales lead, sitting here, probably bored as hell. I'm standing here slightly embarrassed. And by about 6.30, 6.45, there was a lot of people there. It was bumping. You know, we had the music going and the weather held off. It was beautiful. It was cool. The rain had cooled it off a little bit beforehand. I don't know if it was because people were a little nervous about the rain, you know, thought it might rain, whatever. But uh, it turned out we ended up hanging out till about 8 o'clock. Usually it goes till about 7.30, but we ended up hanging out till about 8 o'clock, and it was a really awesome event. Um, you know, I have to admit, in the back of my head, I'm sitting there at 6.15, like, yeah, shit, man, maybe these were on its course. People got bored. I don't know. But uh, it was really encouraging. We had some really, really killer stuff, and it's now gotten to the point where a couple other people brought stuff. Someone brought a can of uh, the Dancing Gnome Black Clouds Mexican Chocolate, I think it was, that, that we were kind of passing around and letting some people try. Um, that was, I mean, I just said I like Imperial Stouts. That beer is unbelievable. The stuff that Dancing Gnome does, um, you know, I think it's a true testament to how good they are at, at their craft, how, you know, how much they've honed their craft. Uh, because to a certain extent, you know, I think people may have caught up a little bit in terms of the, the hazies where, you know, the gap has closed a little bit in quality. The thing I'll say for Dancing Gnome is the consistency is always freaking there. Sometimes their beers are a little bit green. You got to let them sit for a week or two. I enjoy them more that way in terms of the IPAs. But it's not just the hazies, man. Their kettle sours are unreal. And that's, I, I think, you know, I'm a big sour fan, but I think how well you can brew a kettle sour really speaks to how good of a brewer you are you know what kind of skill you have in that craft and you know the imperial stouts everything they do it's just killer you know pilsners lagers cream ales imperial stouts kettle sours it's all killer um but i thought it was cool that people started bringing you know i don't want this to become a beer share per se but for people to bring a can or two i thought was awesome people had a great time um the evil twin there was really good i think i'll have a video up on that one this week the fat orange cat was really good uh we had a fresh batch a smaller fresh batch of dorsa hazard we gave that out to some people that was our free can that we gave out uh the uh, permanent marker pen disguises are back that was killer and the omni polo hilma we sold the entire case in probably 45 minutes um that was one that i think i'm not sure how much craft beer people knew about it like the people that knew omnipolo knew that beer we had some people hitting us up oh shoot even like three four months ago like hey we've seen this might hit distro when you're getting it that was one that people i think we i think i bought a can and cracked it for some people to try um it's actually really good if you haven't tried it it does not taste like hamburger it's a vanilla burger bun and fries ipa the best way i can describe it is a vanilla milkshake and french fries just vanilla smoothness and a little bit of salt and it is really good it's not what you're gonna get from a traditional hazy like if you're thinking fat orange cat dancing gnome hoof-hearted not what you're getting and i think that's a beautiful thing at this point not because i don't like the hazies but just because it changes it up but it's still a really really good ipa um so i'm glad that we had such a positive response to that one because i have a very soft spot for Omni paul i love that brewery and a lot of what they do and uh, i was glad to see people enjoy that but overall secret stash went really really well uh the next day the next afternoon we had the slushy event at uh at the summit and i'll have to say so when we did the first slushy event this this was our second slushy event the first one we did was at uh smallman galley and matt over there and tim who actually just left smallman 
are two masters when it comes to bartending. Um, have to be a couple of the best bartenders in the city. And I have to give them credit because they did most of the prep work on the slushies. They added some liqueurs. They added a few adjuncts. Um, you know, they just really made them good. And so did that. That was great. And then I went up to Good Vibes, and Omni Paul had a slushy machine up there for Good Vibes, and they had a fruited sour in it. And they didn't add anything. Uh, they just had the fruited sour. No adjuncts, no water, no nothing in the slushy machine with the fruited sour. And I had asked Magnus, who's awesome, I said, hey, man, when you do these, do you put in anything, adjuncts, whatever? And he said, no, just the beer. So we're going into Saturday afternoon. I get up to Summit about noon just to kind of check that the slushy machine's there, that the beer gets in the machines. I'm talking to Dan, who, if by this point you listen to the podcast and you haven't been to Summit, you're just plain missing out. Uh, But Dan runs an incredible bar program up there, and we're talking, and he follows Omnipol a lot, and I'm talking to him about what Magnus said, and I'm like, look, man, Magnus said just put the beer in there. I said, all right, cool. So we put the beer in there. I said, listen, I'll be back up about 4. He said, all right, we'll make sure they're freezing and everything, and we should be good to go. Event started at 5. The best way you learn is experience, and I got up there around 4.15. I didn't want to get there too early. I was like, yeah, I'm sure everything's fine. I haven't gotten an email. I get up there about 4.15, 4.20, and I go in, and Dan says, man, you got to taste these. And they were bitter as all hell. <laughs> I mean, even the stout, it was like borderline undrinkable. So I call Tim from Swan County. I'm like, Tim, uh, what the hell do I do? And he said, well, you freeze beer, and if it's just beer, it brings out the bitterness. So, you know, you basically have to do a fruited sour if you're not going to add anything, uh, which it didn't even I didn't even put two and two together with that when I was talking to Magnus. I just I just missed it. He was doing a fruited sour. I said, you put anything in there? He said, no, I didn't think, oh, well, IPA is going to be bitter as hell. Uh, so we thought quick. We, we acted fast. We put uh, some chocolate cream in the stout. We put a couple of uh, vanilla milkshakes that we dumped straight into the slushy tank. Uh, a couple other things. I want to say there was some simple syrup and mango juice that went into the Mango S'mores IPA. And I was a little bit nervous. It's like 4.45. We're still trying to... I'm like, oh, man, we're opening the doors in 15 minutes here. We're still trying to to figure out some combinations. Uh, but we pulled it off right at about 5, 5.05. Put some, some whipped cream on top of the stout as we served it. I thought they were really good. Um, those events are always fun. There was probably five or six different people I spent a few minutes talking to up there. Uh, I know it sounds kind of cliche and kitschy or whatever, but uh, I really do enjoy getting to talk to people at events like that um, because as much as we enjoy what we do when we, when we are around and get to experience other people that enjoy it as much as we do and kind of enjoy the, the fruits of the labor, uh, it makes it that much more fun and special. Uh, so I had an awesome time there. Probably going to do another Omnipol slushy. I mean, we're definitely going to do some more in the future. Don't have one on the docket yet. We want to make sure we keep them, uh, you know, somewhat rare and, and cool and special and not take the shine off of that. And we also want to make sure we're getting some really, really cool stuff uh, to throw in the machines when we do it. But thanks to everybody that came out to that uh, fun weekend. Unfortunately, um, and I, this is not a craft beer bar, but we had the, uh, I want to say we left Summit around 730 
And my warehouse guy, Joe, my sales lead, Mary, and I decided that we would follow it up with Bar 11. And if you haven't been to Bar 11, uh, Bar 11 is like a frat party on ecstasy. And if you haven't been, at some point you have to go. People of all ages go. Uh, it's mostly a younger bar, but there are old people, older, and I don't say older derogatory. I mean, there's like 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds sprinkled in there. I can't even explain it. I'll throw a couple pictures up on my Instagram story tomorrow, my personal Instagram. But for, I think it's August only, I'm not sure, but they put, they cover the floor in sand. It's like a beach party theme for August. We had our company Christmas party there, which says a lot of things good and maybe a couple not. But uh, we had our company Christmas party there. There was no sand. I think we've been a couple times with with some of the people in our group, and we decided to go there after. And I said, all right, they you know they wanted to go for the sand. They'd never seen the sand there. I said, all right, I'll go for one or two. I got to leave. It's never one or two at Bar Eleven. I have never been to a bar where you want to go in. And just get as fucked up as you can as quick as possible. Now, having said all that, I've had a lot worse trips to Bar 11. I might have had four or five drinks at this one, but it still, <clears throat> excuse me, still went until about 12:30. I was already tired from a long day of working, and uh, made for a little bit of a rough morning and a headache the next day. But overall, fun weekend. And uh, if you haven't been to Bar 11, we're currently working on getting some beer in there. But either way, go down and check it out. That kind of wraps up for uh, the big weekend we just had. We had the uh, Liberty Beer releases, all that. We've got some cool stuff coming this week. We've always got cool stuff, uh, but this week a couple favorites. Horace is quickly earning a soft spot for me. Went to high school about 15 minutes from the owner, as I mentioned before. Their uh, Osprey's Next Catch Season 10 just dropped, uh, I believe, today. Again, this is Wednesday night. This morning it hit the warehouse straight into our cooler in 16-ounce cans. Uh, those will be releasing for Friday. So those are you know, most of the usual suspects there uh, in terms of places to track that one down. And we also have some fresh graft coming. The Comes and Goza has been doing really well for us, uh, as well as the Lost Tropic. I believe they just added the Lost Tropic in over at Independence and Hidden Harbor over in Squirrel Hill. Uh, so we got some fresh graft. There's a couple others I will throw up there. Uh, as well that are coming in this weekend no like big big beer release events per se um i know towards the end of the month we're going to have a couple big uh bigger ones we're kind of working on those now i don't want to get too much into that quite yet uh but this week we do have the horus coming in we do have the fresh graft and we do have a fresh batch of the single cut hop sounds dry hopped ale as well as the 18 watt as I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, 18 Watt has become a killer mover for us. Um, just a really good beer, really good price point, all that stuff, draft package. Uh, and the Hop Sounds, this is a second shipment we've gotten. It released for the first time last Thursday or Friday, or Thursday into Friday. Um, and we blew through the first batch in like a day and a half. And same price point as 18 Watt. Um, I have to admit, I haven't tried it yet. The cases went in and out of the warehouse so fast. Uh, and on the second shipment this week, we only were able to get kegs. I haven't tried it yet. It's only, to be fair, it's only been about five days now that we've had it in, maybe six. Uh, but the cans just went in and out. I do want to buy some, probably down at uh, one of our accounts this week. That way I can not only do a review on it, but actually just have tried it. Uh, but if you see it out, 
try it and let me know. I mean, I'm happy for feedback until probably Friday or Saturday when I get to try it. Uh, but that one's been flying for us, so it must be at least pretty good. And everything Single Cut does, uh, for the most part, pretty good. So that's about all we have coming in this week. Uh, the one thing I will ask is you guys have been getting better and better uh, at feedback in terms of stuff that we're trying, stuff that we're doing. The beer review videos on uh, that I've been putting on Instagram and Twitter just for one, just general feedback. I'm happy to uh, happy to listen. I'm happy to get it. Uh, you know, whether you guys like them, don't like them. You know, as you guys know, over the past three, four, five months, I've been really trying to up the social media content and uh, really been trying to use the beer review videos as something where we can sit down with some of the new stuff that's come in over the last week. Uh, like these evil twin styles I was just talking about, like the Omni Paulo Hilma, and and really pair it up and and get a quick it's a quick concise you know minute or less what the beer is where to look for it you know just basics uh but i think it's a cool avenue for people to be able to to see you know it's one thing for me to come on the podcast or put a list up on instagram of everything that's releasing this week uh but in weeks especially in the weeks when there's so much coming out i think personally that it helps and this is kind of part of the genesis of the beer review videos is to say oh that new Evil Twin Stout has a really cool name, but I'm not a huge oatmeal stout guy, but I do want to try the Hilma because that one looks awesome. Uh, just get a better feel for what we have and what's new and if you would like it or not. Uh, but give me feedback. If there's something I could do better, if there's something else you want to see in them, if you think they suck and I should move towards another part of, or another form of content creation, uh, whatever. I've been pumping them out. They've been getting some decent uh, views and everything. and We've had some positive feedback. Uh, but I'm kind of opening that up to some negative as well. If there's negative, positive, uh, send it our way. As far as secret stashes, there will be at least one more. Uh, I would think end of August, early September. And then in terms of one after that, kind of just depends on how busy we get with the festival. And that may kind of serve as the last one at the end of September, kind of uh, closing out the fall. We are looking for some options to do them through the cooler months indoors somewhere. I don't think the warehouse is going to be it, uh, but I don't want to guarantee those yet. Maybe we just keep it a six-month out-of-the-year thing um, so that it's not every month and it goes away for a while and you miss a little bit. I don't know. I just don't want to guarantee them. But we will have at least one more, maybe two. Um, Again, that kind of depends on the festival, uh, but was really, really happy with the turnout. Other than stuff I, I really want to try, there's a couple that we got in that I haven't tried. The Even More Tuxedo T-Shirt Jesus, that I think that was a 13 or 18-month uh, barrel-aged style from Evil Twin. That's a bomber I'm going to have this weekend. Really, really excited to track those down. There's a couple more uh, magnums of the Tilkin floating around. I think I mentioned that last week. We got a fresh shipment of Tilkin. There should be more coming in August. I know some of you were looking for the Pinot Noir uh that should be coming two three four weeks i would think by the end of august so three weeks at the max uh but if you're looking for that one that one is coming but there are a couple of magnums uh of the goose floating around uh a couple other things i wanted to try the one thing i will say is the pleroma multiberry someone asked me this yesterday on uh twitter uh got in our dms the Pleroma Multiberry was one that I was really excited for. I do believe at some point we are going to get another shipment of it. Unfortunately, uh, there were some issues with refermentation in the can. Uh, the cans weren't popping, 
they were kind of they were just tight. You could feel they were too tight, and there was some bulges in them. Um, and we just never took them out of our cooler. Uh, once they got there, it just wasn't worth the risk. I cracked one, tried it. You could tell it had over fermented a little bit. Uh, well, it just wasn't up to snuff. I mean, obviously they have a really high bar for beer, and it just wasn't even close. Um, so it was just in everyone's best interest to not send them out. Uh, unfortunate, it happens from time to time. But we are working on getting another batch in. That's one that uh, Omnipolo Pleroma is easily one of my favorite sours and one of my one of my favorite beers. So I really can't wait to taste a uh, a good batch of the Pleroma Multi Berry. Uh, I think that's about it for this week. Like I said, the Horus Season Ten is coming in. That's really the big one for this week. If you have not tried Horus Season Nine yet, there's still some cases floating around out there in the market. Not a lot, but a few. The best way I can describe that beer is just incredibly pillowy and soft, uh, and it is a must-try. Really, really excited to try Season 10 and see what that's like. Uh, and again, just feel free to give any feedback on the Instagram videos. I've been trying to pump those out. And if there's anything else content-wise that you'd like to see from me or from Steel City, uh, I know Steel City has been more like generic videos, uh, stuff coming off the truck, new products coming in, events coming up. I've been trying to mix it up a little bit more on mine, uh, but if there's e- anything that you'd like to see uh, from either accounts or uh, just in general, let me know because it really is meant to uh, to serve you guys and to to keep you guys informed and, and entertained and all that stuff. So any feedback you have, feel free to give it to me. Uh, work. Oh, one other thing, working on a couple guests uh, coming up over the next month or so. I know we had Nick from Caliente early on. Uh, and I think the podcast as a whole have been getting better, if I do say so myself, uh, kind of nailing down what works every week. I don't want to make them too long. I want to keep them under half an hour. This isn't something where we need to be sitting and having, uh, you know, hour and a half podcasts outside of a guest coming on. Uh, but we are working on a couple of guests over the next eh, month or two. We have to nail down some times, uh, but I think that'll be really cool. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, guys, appreciate all the continued support. It was great seeing you at Secret Stash and the Omnipolo uh, events last weekend. We'll have some cool stuff coming up again in August. Enjoy your week. Supposed to cool down a little bit this weekend. Going to be warm but not too warm. Uh, Enjoy your weekend, and as always, enjoy some great beer.